purpose, unwavering supernatural humility, the push. Hi everyone, I am Patrice, the host and founder of the Push Talk Show and your PR networker. Welcome to another episode of the Push Talk Show. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Push Talk Show with your host Patrice Reed, your PR networker. And today is another lovely, lovely day here on the Push Talk Show. And we have a very special guest for you. As always, and I will always say this, the Push Talk Show only have very special guests on the show. Not that anybody else is not special or um, great or anything, but when you are a guest on the Push Talk Show, you are special and it's divine connection. All right. So we just want to welcome this morning, Miss Crystal Perkins from the ATL. Good morning, Crystal. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I am blessed and honored to have the founder and CEO of God and Goals here on the talk show this morning. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. I'm so excited about just the transformation that people are going to receive today based on everything that we are going to be discussing. And I'm just always excited to share my life and my testimony and just my purpose with everyone that I come in contact with. So I'm excited to be on today as well. Excited. Yes, yes. And you are a woman of faith. You are a woman of faith. Like er, in all your your um, postings, anything that you're doing, it's just faith all over it. Let's just talk about how now God and goals, right? Um, I really had to do a double take when I saw first saw God and goals. I'm like, okay, goals, not with the D, but with the G O A L. Let's talk about that. Okay. And I think that that will help you guys pretty much understand the shift and the transformation that happens as it relates to my business. So, um, once again, I am Crystal Perkins, the founder and CEO of God and Goals. I am a Christian entrepreneur. I'm a serial entrepreneur. I believe in multiple streams of income. I believe in truly living the abundant life that God has promised us. Um, I hate bondage and lack and poverty of any kind because I do not believe that that is God's will for any of our lives. Um, I'm a wife and I'm a mom. Mm -hmm. I am also a full-time life and business coach. So I have two degrees. I have a bachelor's degree in social work and I have a master's degree in counseling. And I've always had a heart for people. And I was in a season where I was pretty much going through a transformation and I was really about to lose my mind. I lost everything. I lost my job. I lost my home. I lost my car. My marriage was in turmoil. We were about to get a divorce. And um, in that season, I also lost my grandfather and my father. Mm -hmm. And I was literally just, I mean, I was a disaster. I was like, God, you know what? I cannot lose anything else. I don't have anything else for you to take away from me. And so I will never forget one day I was driving in my car and God said, I am going to restore everything you lost. Mm. It is just your responsibility to share your testimony and share your faith with other people. And it was in that moment that I had to realize Mm -hmm. that although I had lost everything else, I had to believe God's promises. I had to have faith in 
literally like faith at that moment became the foundation of my life. Mm-hmm. And so I began to put my life back into the right pieces. I began to pray more. I began to seek God more. And then during that season, um, I just began to inspire people every day. Like no matter who I came in contact with, I was just giving them hope and faith, you know, through my words and through my testimony. Right. Although I had not gotten to that place of restoration yet, I was still believing. Right. And so I just began to walk in it like it was already there. Mm-hmm. And God then gave me the mandate to um, start my Christian apparel company and share my testimony and everything that I experienced through the Christian apparel. Mm-hmm. So I birthed that company literally from literally by faith um i birthed that company and within the first six months within the first five months we have reached over six figures wow and that was a testament to me that i did not need you know the finances or i didn't need like because at that moment it was about five years ago mm-hmm. so in that season coaching and mentoring and all of that stuff wasn't as popular so i am a first generation entrepreneur mm-hmm. i didn't have anybody guiding me step by step i didn't have any it was literally just me and god building mm-hmm. and that's why i don't allow people to give me the excuse to say well how do i start and where do i go or i don't have any money like i know how to build by faith and i have been you know, I've just allowed God to guide me, like, literally every single day since day one. And so, anyway, long story short, I ran my Christian apparel company for the last five years, and it was here recently, about two years ago, when I transitioned to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. God said, I'm giving you a bigger platform, bigger testimony, bigger um, responsibilities, um bigger environment, like everything. And so I really had to level up from just being a Christian apparel boutique owner to really teaching people and providing people with the faith and the godly principles to live the abundant life that God um, has for them. So I teach people how to build their businesses. I teach people how to step step out on faith. Mm -hmm. I teach people how to release, you know, old mindsets of Mm -hmm. abundance, lack, and poverty, and really go after the abundant life that God has for them. Wow. That is, wow. Awesome. Awesome stuff. I know one of the things you touch on is, um, and you talk about this a lot on your social media platform about generational, breaking those generational curses of poverty. Um, because a lot of people, this is how they grew up that as you talk about mindset, breaking mindset, people grew up a certain way and they've seen struggle. And so they believe they have to struggle in that same way. How do you, um, what, what is a typical day like for you in coaching when it comes to that? Well, I have about a hundred women right now that I coach in life and business. Some of them are just life coaching clients. Some of them are just business clients. And then majority of them do life and business together. Mm-hmm. So we have a um, private Facebook group where I pretty much interact with them on a daily basis through that. Mm-hmm. And they also get two hours of coaching with me each month. So mm-hmm. each month I'm going live on a broadcast with them and just talking to them one-on-one mm-hmm. about um, different topics that God gives me. So, for example, this month for life coaching, we talked about just self-worth and forgiveness and just realizing that you deserve the abundant life that God has for you because so often when we get caught up in generational curses and when we get caught up in our mistakes and who we used to be and what we used to do, we feel like we're unworthy of God's blessing. Mm. So I just really wanted to remind um, the women in the life coaching group that 
you know, even your biggest mistakes can work for your good when you're a child of the king and when you are a kingdom kid. So mm-hmm. it's just a matter of you really transforming your mindset to knowing that you do deserve the blessings that God has for you and you are worthy of everything that he has for you. So getting out of those mindsets of bondage to where you feel like your mistakes um, are sticking with you forever. God will use those things for your good and it's important that we transform our minds to forgive ourselves and move forward toward the abundant life that God has for us. So that is what we talked about in life coaching. It was a very, it was an amazing, amazing course. Um, and in business coaching, I really went back to the drawing board and taught people like you can have a vision and you can be operating in your business, but a lot of people fail in business because they don't really understand who they're serving and who they're talking to. Mm. Everyone is not your customer. Mm. Even as a Christian entrepreneur, everyone is not your customer. Right. So it's important that you identify what your message is, how is your message affecting the community, mm. how to get your message out there, and why your message is important. And when you know that, you're able to market to the right people and increase your revenue and increase your clientele because you know exactly what you're saying and who you're saying it to. Right. Well, that is awesome. So it's important that you find your target, find your niche and focus there and build on that. Wow. That is some awesome stuff. I hope um, you listeners are just receiving from um, Crystal and all that um, God and gold have to offer. Um, We're going to go now into your moment of push. I know you say you lost a few things and you know, God said he was going to restore. But when you truly started walking in your purpose, how was that for you? What was that transition like for you when you really like got it? Like, wow, this is who I am in God. What was that moment of push for you? And, and It was really amazing. It was really amazing because it was in that moment that I realized that there was more. Mm-hmm. You know, there was more out of my life. I realized that there was a mandate on my life for the culture and for the kingdom and just really shifting the trajectory of people's mindsets and getting people out of these cycles and out of this bondage and Mm -hmm. out of the poverty and out of the lack that they're encountering. And it was, um, it was a pretty amazing transformation, yet it was heartbreaking at the same time because I find myself talking to people who have been in these curses for 10, 20, you know, 30 plus years. And sometimes it's really heartbreaking to see people continue to stay in the same cycles because of fear or because of mindset or because of the lack of of ability to invest in themselves. And I really want people to understand that most times that decision that you're afraid to make Mm -hmm. is the one that's really going to change your life because we're not taught to talk about our feelings. We're not taught to break generational curses. We're not taught to deal with feelings and emotions and things that we don't necessarily, things that make us uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But people have to realize that if you're always comfortable, you're never growing. Right. And so I really want to push people to get comfortable being uncomfortable because every time that you're uncomfortable, you're leveling up and you're growing. Right, right, wow. And it also makes it difficult because I feel like religion has given us the mindset of 
pray about it, give it to God, and leave it there. <laughs> but people don't really understand, in order for you to receive the manifestation yeah. and the prosperity and the overflow and the increase that you're praying for, you have to apply those godly principles daily. And the Bible tells us that faith without work is dead. Exactly. So why is it that religion will teach people to give it to God, pray about it, and leave it alone? Mm. And they don't realize they've been in the same cycles for 10 and 20 years. Right. And I'm just like... You have the authority and the ability and the dominion and the power to get up and change your situation and change your life. Right. And God is not a genie to where he's going to magically just touch it and say, you're healed. You know, your transformation is here. Your overflow is here. We have to get up with the steadfastness and the mindset every day to understand that we have the power to change the trajectory of our lives. Yes. And you have to ask yourself, how bad do you want it? Mm-hmm. Do you want to stay in the same cycle? Right. Or do you want to change? And if you want to change, you have to do the work. Like, there's no other way around it. You have to do the work. That That's an important point. You have to do the work. Um, and I know you shared a few months ago on on Facebook about your experience as, you know, going back to the church. You grew up in church and you went back to church because to, you were in a place that you were seeking. But then the fact, the, just the reality of being broke, of just not having money, of, of you prayed about it, you talked, and then you took that time period away from the church. How was that moment for you? Like what was happening during that time? It was uncomfortable. It was very uncomfortable, and it was uncomfortable because of the fact that I have always been a church girl, and I was raised in a church ever since I was a little girl. Mm-hmm. So when God removed me from the church, it made me uncomfortable yet again because religion teaches us mm-hmm. that when we're not going to the house of the Lord every Sunday, that God is not pleased. <laughs> but in that season, God was transforming me, and God was reminding me that I am the church. Mm-hmm. So realize that my lifestyle and my messages and you know everything that I pour into people on an everyday basis is just as much as a blessing to people and I'm reaching actually more people than some people in pulpit mm, and right. <laughs> it was really difficult uh, for me to really um, transition at times because mm-hmm. it was like what is happening and why is God, you know, showing me all of these things? And it was very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. However, it was the most rewarding season in my life because it transformed my thinking. Mm-hmm. It um, allowed me to realize where my power lies and my power lies, you know, within me and within Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, it allowed me to really shift my life. Like that was my most prosperous season because I was realizing that God wanted me to get up and changed my life, and he was giving me the godly principles and the tools to do so. Mm-hmm. And I realized that religion had never taught me any of those things. Wow. I realized that religion never taught me about purpose. Religion never taught me about prosperity. Mm-hmm. Religion sends people to a church on Sundays and on Wednesdays and hypes them up with an emotional message mm-hmm. and the gratification of telling people your breakthrough is coming right. and this is going to be your best year. But in all reality, when you're operating in the will of God and when you're operating in your purpose, you don't have to wait on a new year for your abundance. Like right. every day is right. an abundant right. life right. for you. Right. Wow. And um, it was just amazing to me. And I'm just thankful for the transformation. And now I am able to pour into hundreds of women yes. daily and monthly online all over the world because my clients are not just in the United States. I have clients in um, Ghana, I have clients in Canada, I have clients in 
just literally <laughs> all over. I can't name everywhere right now, mm-hmm. but it's just a, it's just an amazing um, journey and transformation, and I'm just excited about all that God is doing. Yeah. Wow. That is that is very very. That's a powerful just in that in that testimony by itself. It's very powerful because you have gone through the process. Um, and so for you during that process, what were your, some of your moments of just unwavering faith? Um, my unwavering faith kicked in when I realized that I had the power. Hmm. And when you realize that the power that you need to shift the trajectory of your life is already in you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then not only that, but I looked at myself as being like, I know that I am the generational curse breaker for my family. Mm-hmm. I know that things that have never been done in my family are being done through me. Mm-hmm. Like being able to bless my mom with the house and being right. able to move my mom into this beautiful home and just things like that, like have never been done in my family. Right. And I feel like God really is using me to change the culture and change, um, just change the trajectory of people's lives mm-hmm. and the way that they view their abundance and the way that they view their purpose. And I will never forget one day God revealed this to me um, as during my meditation and my quiet time. And God said, if religion taught more people about purpose and prosperity, churches would not have to beg people for money. Mm. Wow. wow. And God also taught me that, and not saying that I'm against the church, because I'm not. I still love church, but I'm just, you know, I, I am not the most religious mindset girl, and that's simply because God has freed me from that. Mm. But also, when you go to church, you realize that churches create all of these ways for you to give. Mm-hmm. You can give via phone, you can give at the kiosk, you can give online, you can give in the offer play, you can give on the website. But what if we created, what if we had courses and workshops, which God is going to use me for that. I feel like, God, this is a season where God is sending me into the church to really speak these messages. Um, but what if we showed people seven ways to create income mm. instead of seven ways to give. Right. That's true. Wow. Wow. I think that's going to open up a lot. Uh, that's going to open up a lot. I know I see a few churches are doing that. They're doing it, but it's like they it's almost like the church has to catch up now. But that that is a powerful tool that I believe if God's opening up that opportunity for you, I think wow. That's going to really open the minds of the people. Um, what are some of the challenges that you've had? Because, you know, there are some people who their mindset have been a, a certain way. And for you to bring now this information to them, they're coming to you. They know they need help. But have you ever had anyone who um, maybe started with you and, and, you know, for whatever reason, they decide not to continue? That has not happened. Okay. Um, that has not happened, actually, like with individual people. Mm-hmm. Um, it has not. That that challenge is always in the back of my mind. Mm-hmm. However, I feel like that I am so confident in the direction in which God has me going right. that I don't feel that if those challenges present themselves, like mm-hmm. as it relates to individuals, I just feel like, I would just have to understand that those particular people aren't my people. Wow. And that's okay. 
and that's okay right wow wow that is awesome Man, I'm really, really enjoying um, you sharing with us today. I'm really enjoying this. I, I wanted to touch on, um, you You were very transparent the other day and you talked about your health, um, what was happening to you um, as far as getting out of bed and doing the things that you were supposed to do. Um, let's touch on that, uh, on the topic of chronic, I want to make sure I pronounce this right, endometriosis. What? So what? I was diagnosed with endometriosis about, um, I think it's been about anywhere between seven and eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always had like really bad abdominal pain and you know how you go to the doctor and they say, oh, it's just regular cramps or oh, it's just this or oh, it's just that. Mm-hmm. And so um, I realized that my pain was not normal and I just began to seek more, um, you know, testing and stuff from my doctors. And what happened was they thought, the way they found out was, because endometriosis isn't something that you can just run blood work from or something like that and then realize that you have it. Like, you really have to do in-depth searching and in-depth, you know, um, tests to see if it's there. And so um, I went in for an outpatient surgery to have some cysts removed because they were under the impression that that was where my pain was coming from. And it wasn't until I got back into surgery that they realized that I had a severe case of of chronic endometriosis. I think when they found out I was already at the last stage. Mm -hmm. That's just how bad it was and how long I had been living with it without knowing what it was. And um, I was in surgery for about eight hours that day, and I ended up being in the hospital for about seven days. Wow. And I was on bed rest after that for about 30 days. Mm-hmm. And so it is really difficult um, at times, but I am grateful at the same time because I have positioned myself to where on those times, you know, during those times where I can't get out of bed and when I'm feeling weak or when I'm feeling sick, I have positioned myself to where I can literally just stay home and stay in bed and see it. Like I don't have to call in to anybody or I don't have to ask permission right. to speak or, you know. And so when I'm not feeling well, I take my days. Um, emotionally it, and, and mentally, it can be overwhelming, but I just really try to stay in tune to my feelings mm-hmm. and make sure that I'm not allowing depression and things like that to seek in because those are, um, unfortunately, that comes with endometriosis as well, like the mental things and depression and you know just mental health and mm-hmm. anxiety and all of that stuff and so I just really stay on top of it mm-hmm. I really monitor it and stay on top of it and make sure that I'm in tune to my feelings and in tune to my body and when I'm just not feeling well mm-hmm. I allow myself and give myself permission to stay home and rest um, and it also affects infertility. Like, I, my husband and I were praying for more children. Mm-hmm. We have an, a nine-year-old right now. She's praying for a little brother. <laughs> um, and I've had dreams. Like, mm-hmm. I have prophetic dreams, and I've had dreams about giving birth to my son. Mm-hmm. So I know that that is yet another promise that God has for me. Right. But what keeps me going is the fact that a lot of people don't want to endure the process that it takes get to their promise. Mm. There's always a process to right. every promise. Right. And so I am in a season dealing with my health to where I'm going through a process mm-hmm. to receive a promise. Right. And that's okay. The process isn't always a pretty one. 
right. and God's timing isn't always pretty, but you have to be willing to endure mm-hmm. every entity of your story and every entity of your testimony. You cannot just want the good stuff. You can't just want the feel-good stuff. Right. And so um, I think that I've done a pretty good job over the years with allowing myself to embrace that part mm-hmm. of my process, and mm-hmm. God has a tendency of always sending me those reminders or sending me those prophetic dreams to mm-hmm. just know that he is forever present yes. and he has forgotten about me. Wow. So um, I just awesome. use those moments to keep me encouraged. Wow. All right. Well, even just by you sharing that, I'm sure, um, you know, I'm encouraged and I'm sure those who are listening is also um, feeling that sense of push and being encouraged by just what you've shared with us so far. You know, I I never um, knew the importance of having, you know, coaching and all those stuff. But, you know, each time I have, um, I guess, on and just to hear the things that you guys are doing, I just know that God is doing a new thing in the earth and he has now put coaches like you, you know, Crystal, um, to help to get people. So there's no more excuses. There's really no more excuses for people to say, I can't, or, you know, I don't have anyone to assist me or whatever, because God is strategically raising women like you up, Crystal, to go and just to put a dent in the enemy's plan for for people um and so i just want to let you know i appreciate you and appreciate what you're doing i appreciate just your obedience to the assignment you know you could have said no i've been through enough i'm going to be selfish and just do me but the fact that you've said yes to the lord and you're seeing how he is you know just revealing truth to you and now you're taking that truth and revealing it to others so and that being said, I just want you to speak to um, just the audience and, and whether you want to pray or just a word of encouragement to them, whatever the Lord's laying on your heart for the people. Okay. The first thing is I want people to understand that God provides resources. When you are a kingdom person, when you are, whether you're an entrepreneur or whether you're not an entrepreneur, you have unlimited access to kingdom resources. And I've I've seen this cycle of people just praying, praying, praying to God, but you don't realize that God has put people in place to help you Mm -hmm. transform your life. So it's not just about God coming through, you know, for you individually. It's about you accepting the resources and the people in which God has positioned and put in place that show through based on what God has called and mandated you know them to do Mm -hmm. so it's important that people understand that investing in themselves is a necessity Mm -hmm. it is a necessity it's not something that you have to think about it's not something that you can put on hold you have to understand that there's unlimited access and unlimited resources available to you Mm-hmm. You just have to invest in yourself to receive it. And my coaching, people tell me all the time, you need to go up, you need to go up. But uh, my coaching is really inexpensive. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you. I mean, I, I feel it's inexpensive, especially for the amount of services and the amount of, you know, information and the quality that you get. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just think that it's important that people understand that, it's not just about God coming through for you, but it's about you realizing that God has already ordained people to position you and get you to where 
where you want to be in your life. Mm. And it's just a matter of you just allowing yourself to stop procrastinating mm-hmm. about your future because you do not live twice. <laughs> you don't live twice. You get one shot at this thing. One shot. And you have to want it bad enough to jump out there and get right. what is available to you. Wow. So. Yeah. Um, one thing you said to me earlier was that the next generation, they're waiting for you to take make a move. Yeah. <laughs> they're waiting. There's a mandate on all of our lives that we are to create generational wealth mm-hmm. for generations to come. Right. So every time you procrastinate about what God has told you to do or what God is attempting to position you to do, you're putting generations at risk. Mm, my God. My God. That is that. Wow. Well, we thank the Lord for for just revealing this to us. This is this is powerful. You're putting other generations at risk, and now is the time. Now is the time for us to really take a hold of this and really run with it. So you hear, audience, there's no excuses. All right, Crystal, just kind of go ahead and give your contact information. Because I feel like people really okay, need so to connect, connect with you. You can connect with me personally uh-huh. at Crystal Perkins on Facebook. And on Instagram, I'm Chris Perkins, C-R-Y-S Perkins, P-E-R-K-I-N-S. And business-wise, you can connect with us on Instagram at God and Gold, on Facebook at Faithful Chicks Boutique or God and Gold. And then you can also visit us online at GodandGold.org. Yes. And one of the great things that you're offering in, in your different programs is if people want to build, um, start their own boutique. And so yes. that is... It's one of the things that I also offer. I have Christian apparel mm-hmm. um, courses. And so people that want... And I say Christian apparel courses because Christ is the foundation with everything that I do. Right. And so it's important that I always include that um, those skills and that mindset. So not only will you get resources in regards to marketing and, you know, websites and advertising and logos and things of that nature, you also get those godly principles that are a necessity to help you win in business. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. All right, guys. So we just want to thank um, Crystal, Miss Crystal Perkins, for being with us here on the Push Talk Show today. And Crystal, we just appreciate you. We thank you, and we just pray God's best for you and for what you're doing in the earth as a kingdom ambassador. Um, so I just want to just thank you again for being a guest on our show. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time, and I'm excited for all that God is doing. Um, you and for your business so yeah. i just thank you so much for your time and i look forward to working with you as a matter of fact i am going to send you the link right now so you can go ahead and get started right. coaching, i am not going to allow you to delay either um so i'm going to send you the link right now all right you see we love crystal we love crystal she is she knows her purpose and she knows when to pull things from you okay so you guys really need to connect with crystal and I know that you guys will not regret it. Remember, there's a generation waiting for us to take make bold moves. There's a generation waiting for us to push past the pain, the disappointment, the discouragement. Because the greater in us is not going to let us fail. He's not going to let us fall to the ground. Every word that the Lord has spoken over us, it will, it must, it shall come to pass. All right, so we just want to... Th- 
thank you. Um, just thank you again for tuning in to this episode of the Push Talk Show with your host, Patrice, your PR networker, and with our very special guest, Ms. Crystal Perkins. Go on ahead and follow Crystal. Go on ahead and sign up and start to break those generational curses off your life when it comes to your finances and just legacy. Think legacy and then you run for it. All right, so God bless you all. And remember to stay blessed. Remember that you were made for love too. Also remember to go out and pick up your copy of The Fathers of Revealed, I Am Made for Love too. All right, thank you and God bless you all. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Push Talk Show with your host, Patrice Reed, your PR networker. And it is going to be another wonderful, wonderful day. I know it's been a while, but guess what? My very, very special guest today, Miss Renetta Irish, is going to make it all good because guess what? You're going to learn today about Pear Fit, Fit Empire. Okay, and I hope I didn't destroy it, but she's going to get into it. And so, welcome, welcome. Renetta, welcome to the Push Talk Show. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure having you. Um, I'm going to jump in and start just to talk about the first time I saw you. I actually saw her on stage. And she is a part of the Cree, the Claire, the Claire Decree. What is it? Am I mixing up? Right? And they are a performing arts community dance ministry and I just thought she reminded me of Gabrielle Union <laughs> and so I just like wow I kept seeing her just on the big screen and stuff but that's not what we're going to talk about today but I just wanted you know that's how I saw her when I first saw you on stage I was like wow such a, a breath of fresh air and such a great talent but today we're here to talk about other things. So I'm gonna just let you go on in and introduce yourself to the Push Talk Show audience. Alrighty, hello everyone. As mentioned, my name is Raynetta Irish. I am, I'm a creative, if I, if I can say that. I love anything to do with the art. And as you mentioned, um, I do dance, so that's part of it. And I am a part of the same decree. And that's awesome that you would say that you remind me, uh, I remind you of Gabrielle. <laughs> yes. It's <laughs> such an honor because she's such an uh, amazing actress and um, also an amazing creative in her own right. But um, as, as also mentioned, I am one of, I'm a co-founder of Paracus Fit. I, I started that uh with my husband in 2015, mm-hmm. yeah, the end of 2015, and basically what we specialize in is anything in creating, like, so uh, we enjoy photography, we enjoy uh, videography and graphic design and anything that has to do with stuff we can do together. Parapet was started because we love doing things together, so it's not limited to just uh, photography or videography is anything that we do. So also, I, I'm an author. I'm an uh, independent author. So self-published. So we call it, we call ourselves indie, uh, indie authors because we publish our own material and, and we write our own material. So I've been writing since 
since I was a little child. Mm, good. <laughs> and I started, yeah, I, I started journaling. My, my, um, I don't even remember who started me journaling, but I remember my mom when I was about seven. She wrote, she gave me my first journal or well, first diary, mm-hmm. and I've been writing ever since. Wow. <laughs> and wow. It, it, it became funny because Declare helped me become who I am as a writer mm-hmm. now because I had as you saw we, we do dance programs every September mm-hmm. and um, in 2013 we did a serious we did a serious uh, dance knowledge and that was about uh, domestic violence one of the causes mm-hmm. and I, I had a character normally as you saw in, in this year I'm very I always did think I was always the one that brought laughter mm-hmm. to the program, and that year wasn't a funny one for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was very, it was very serious. I had to play a role of someone else being physically abused. Right. And I mean, we really were, we 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 really dug into it because we understood mm-hmm. how important and how real it was for a lot of people that would be coming and viewing. Right. So I mean, getting thrown on the floor and dragged and um, yelling and screaming and kicking and mm-hmm. it was a lot of that happening and um, I really wanted to do justice mm-hmm. because anything I do I love to do an excellence I don't like to just have stuff or yeah. or just put it out there I really wanted to understand this character so I, I started journaling mm-hmm. as if I was her yeah and her, her character name was Melody and uh, Ankerson. Mm-hmm. And um, so I wrote a journal as if I was her. And Genevieve, who was my sister and directress of Declaring Degree, she read it and she said this needs to be a book. Mm. And that's how it all started because, honestly, I just wrote it to help me out. Right, right. <laughs> I, didn't write it, I didn't write it for anybody else to view, but mm-hmm. in the way that, that it was written, that it's like looking into someone's life. It was like looking at someone's uh, diary. Mm-hmm. And when I published it, when I self-published it in that year, because literally I wrote it mm-hmm. in like two months. Wow. And then, <laughs> and awesome. then after I wrote it, I I edited it by myself. Mm-hmm. And then we published it. And that was it. And a lot of people were just like, how did you know this stuff? How did you like... Had you personally gone through this? And I was like, no. Um, <laughs> God gave it to me. Yeah. And I just listened and I wrote. As he as he gave it, I wrote it. Yeah. And that's how it happened. And they were like, this is my life. I had so many testimonies come in that year. It's still coming in. They mm-hmm. say, this was my life before God delivered me. How did you know this? Wow. That is. And that's how, it, literally, that's how it started. So I actually started uh, publishing based off of the uh, dancing towards knowledge. Wow. That is, that is <laughs> so awesome. I started, I, I started making books based off of my characters. Yeah. From dancing towards knowledge. And then it grew into, into being bigger than it actually is. And I just recently uh, published a book, but that's about my story with my husband and our journey in the, in the form of uh, infertility. Okay. All right, and we're going to touch on that a little bit later. Um, but it's just amazing when you hear Dancing Towards Knowledge. It's really, you pretty much, if you guys have never gone to see the Cree, the Claire, um, 
their dance ministry every September, as she said, they perform and they minister. I wouldn't even want to say perform. They really <laughs> minister and those scenes, they flow. There's no hiccups. Even if there's an hiccup, we don't see it from where we're sitting. But it was my first time actually going. And I, you know, if you know Genevieve Carvel Harris, you know, if you, if you don't know who she is, go look her up. And she puts her heart and soul into it. And for you as her sister, how is that growing up with such a creative and visionary? How was <laughs> and I say that I say that only because um, it, I got to see the creative become the creative. Mm. So it was Genevieve, who is now everyone's favorite capacity builder. She was very shy, mm-hmm. and um, as her family, we saw who she, you know, who, who God had made her mm-hmm. before she did. And it was a thing of making sure she got to be that person. Mm. So I literally got to be her right-hand girl. Wow, that's since, awesome. Since we were a little, little kid. And the funny thing is, um, we talk about it now, we laugh about it, and, and it, it still amazes us how, how awesome God does things. So when we were little children, Genevieve started dancing when she was about four. Mm-hmm. And I was mainly the singer. Mm-hmm. So I was a singer, Genevieve was a dancer, always that way. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, Genevieve was always before her time. Mm-hmm. Even in ministry, she she could not stay with children because there was something different. And her, her dance ministry leader at the time, Shanika Harold, uh, she, um, she put her with the youth. Mm-hmm. Because Jen had such a gift, like literally she stood out, like she was just out, she was out doing the children, and mm. it was just like she can't be with the kids, sorry. <laughs> so she was with the youth, and she was only like nine, mm. and she was dancing with 15, 16, 17 year olds. Right. Wow. And um, when we left, Jen always had that difference when when we uh, moved our membership and went to another church. It it followed her, mm-hmm. and she always stood out. And so when my dad got called into ministry. And he told her at, at 15, because we were 15 when Declare, uh, when Declare started. Mm-hmm. She was 15 and I was 13. And it was just us two. She was so scared because she thought she was going to fail and that um, my dad had made a mistake mm-hmm. by making her the leader of a whole dance ministry. And there was only two of us. Right. <laughs> but we, we literally, we always had like that chemistry together. Mm-hmm. How, how you see us now is right. how we always been. Wow. We've always um, we've always made anything our stage mm-hmm. since we were little kids. Like if we're in front of our house, the dance men, um, kind of like how we do now with Declare. Mm-hmm. They had back then at our old church, New Way Fellowship, and um, we would come back and watch the tape, teach ourselves to dance. I wasn't in the dance ministry at the time, mm-hmm. but I would dance with Jen mm-hmm. at our house. So we would make our living room area our stage, and we would we would dance and have dance programs in our living room for our parents. Wow. wow. And if we were at our grandparents' house, we would have programs for our grandparents. If we were at our aunt's house, we had programs for my, like, so literally, this had been started since we were little kids. Mm. So what you see now, yeah. if we've been doing this in, in, in front of no one or in front of just family members since we were like eight, nine. Wow. 
awesome. awesome. And, <laughs> and, and it's always been that way. She's always had a she she's been choreographing since she was little. She's always been able to see mm-hmm. and visualize and and um and it's always been impactful. Mm-hmm. So so now that um she's walking in her purpose, like literally I've seen it from her not believing in and, and couldn't dance in front of people. Well, obviously her voice would come through her dancing. She didn't talk in front of people, which yeah. is funny too. Yeah. So, so now we see who she is. But I've seen it growing from the shy Genevieve that cried anytime anyone would look at her long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if she had to talk in front of people for a long time, she yeah. would cry. Wow. But if she did, her her voice was really big during her movement. Mm. Wow. And now she has her voice and she has her movement, and, yeah. and they're both impactful. So, yeah. Awesome. It's awesome. Been a great, it's been a great journey as her sister and also as her right-hand girl. Yeah, that's awesome. And I just want to say applaud you for talking about your sister on your interview. <laughs> Even though I brought it up, but you could have just cut it. But, you know, God bless you. <laughs> um, yeah, that's awesome. You know, sisterly love. Um, so I want to now get into your... I, I want to hear a little bit about your becoming story. Because, you know... As you said, you and your sister pretty much did everything together. Now you're married, so it's pretty much you and your husband, but you still do stuff with your sister. Let's talk about your journey to becoming, becoming the woman you are today. Before you were the wife, you know, you were, you know, the daughter, the sister, but now you're a wife. So what was your journey like of becoming who you are now? Mm. 
and and when I came back and I did many, and after we started doing, um, I believe it was we did our first dance tour of Maui's in 2011. So that's after I came back. Because mm-hmm. really, what made me come back was I missed I missed the program with Declare because mm-hmm. of because of school, and I couldn't come down. And the theater that we are now in, Julius Littman, that was the first ever program, and I missed it. And I knew then, like, nope, I can't be up here. Wow. I cannot be up here. My relationship with God and my and my ability to dance with Declare meant more mm. than the experience that I was feeling. Wow. And so I came back, and we had our first. And in that in that process, uh, dancing towards knowledge two years was boring. Mm-hmm. And um, I knew then like this is stuff I could do all, all the rest of my life mm-hmm. with my sister and, and just do ministry and things like that. But also uh, while I was at Declare and um, and while I was away at school, I, I gained a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. And and I realized like this is unhealthy. I don't know what's going on, but I really need to get my my myself together. Mm-hmm. And health-wise, so that was my peak of health and wellness. Was when I went in and instead of getting the, the freshman ten, I had like the freshman thirty. <laughs> and that was like this is just not healthy, and I had to try to find ways to do it. So I started incorporating um, workouts and things like that, and eat, eating healthier. And then that year when I was coming back home, I had uh, lost about like fifty pounds. Oh wow. And everyone was like, what is he doing? Like, this is so cool. And and, and health really became, like, uh, a thing for me. Like, I really wanted to help others, like, help people that were dealing with diabetes or struggling with obesity mm-hmm. and different, different things. That's when that, that sparked in my life. Wow. So, fast forward, uh, when I was going to start uh, doing physical fitness and things like that, become a trainer because... I also was known as a trainer and declare because I trained everybody with, with getting their body's condition. Okay. So I knew, I said, okay, I want to become someone that helps someone become better in their health. Mm-hmm. And um, that's when my uh, condition started. I have I have a condition called uh, polycystic ovarian syndrome. Mm. That's when the symptoms sparked in 2013, the same year we had to do uh, the dance uh, towards knowledge about the domestic violence. Right. That same exact year, um, the PICO symptoms started. I didn't know what it was at the time. Mm-hmm. And I honestly thought I was going to die. Wow. I, I was having anxiety attacks. I was having heart palpitations. Like, if my heart rate would just go up really, really fast. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I was about to black out. My wow. breathing would start to change. Yeah. I was nauseous all the time. Like, I was confined to my um, my couch for about a month because I didn't know what was going on. And it literally started, I will never forget the day it started. It started February 17, mm. 2013, mm. while I was at Bible study. Wow. Wow. And what caused and I that? It was a what, spiritual what was the cause of that? What what causes that, though? Now, um, polycystic ovarian syndrome is a, um endocrine disorder. Mm. So it, it's a hormonal a hormonal dis- dysfunction. Right. So, um, I I had as a child, well, as a a, a teenager coming into puberty. Mm-hmm. When when women start their menstruation, mine was already out of out of whack. Mm, okay. 
and that's and that's the main cause of it. Mm-hmm. Because you know when your hormone levels are not intact, mm. they they start throwing off things. So I started. Uh, I remember I was about um, I would say twelve when I had my first ultrasound, mm-hmm. and they and they found cysts. They found like little cysts on my ovaries growing. At that and age, that's, wow. and that's mm-hmm. the name, polycystic. Mm-hmm. So I have, I have uh, the classic form of that, mm-hmm. but they didn't have a name for it. Mm-hmm. But they had, they didn't really know what it was. So they oh. said, "Oh, you know, they come and they grow. So this is immature eggs. Like your 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 eggs are not maturing how they should mm-hmm. in the ways of of um, how a woman is supposed to experience, you know, her menstrual. Right. And that's why I would have like scares." cycles they'll come and then they won't come and then they do come they come too long and this and this and this so their only uh solution back then was to put me on birth control mm. so i'm a 12 year old girl on birth control <laughs> not knowing like i'm just learning what this was i didn't even know what a cycle was honestly right i was very much so a tomboy mm-hmm. who liked to play outside for hours right that was me I would play basketball and run in and play, get dirty and stuff like that. Never did anything girly. Mm. So you're telling me this is, okay, this is something that happens every month. I'm, I still didn't understand that mm-hmm. and um, and what it really did. And then you tell me it's broken, basically. <laughs> <laughs> like it's not working correctly. You just got it. You don't right. know what it is, but it's not working right. Mm-hmm. So we're going to put you on birth control. And um, so I had that since I was about 12. Wow. And at the time when when the symptoms from PICO started, mm-hmm. I was 23. Well, mm-hmm. about to turn 20. I was 22 when it started because it happened in February. My birthday is in April. Mm-hmm. So I was 22 right before, a few, a few months before my actual 23rd birthday. I'm sick. Mm-hmm. I could not move. Like, literally, I could not leave. I could not leave my house. Then I fell into depression because I didn't know what it was. Right. I kept going to doctors. I went to uh stomach specialist mm-hmm. and everything, wasting a countless money. I was in and out of hospitals or urgent care because it would just come out of nowhere and they would rush me to an urgent care and they would tell me I was fine. Mm. We can't find anything. Yeah, but you know so I different. felt crazy. Mm-hmm. I felt crazy and um, my sister helped me through that time. Wow. That's why we're so close. Yeah. We've always helped each other through dark times mm-hmm. and that time help me do it she's like you gotta you gotta get yourself through you have to clean we don't know if this is spiritual we don't know what's going on at the time we know it was a spiritual thing and a spiritual attack so she's like you have to fight you have to pray you have to and she taught me how to do that and i got out of i got out of that you know depression state that i was in mm-hmm. and um and that's when dancing towards knowledge came wow. and that's when the book came mm-hmm. all of that happened in that same year wow wow through your struggle all time <laughs> My, my trouble that it came in my my darkest time. Yeah. That's when that's when I started seeing who Ray Netto was supposed to be. Wow. And literally like through that year it was it was crazy, crazy, crazy. I was single and I was praying for my husband <laughs> and all this like I was going through all this stuff. Like it was just crazy. And um two thousand fourteen gay starting up the year. Mm-hmm. So did my so did my husband. <laughs> oh. January 4th, after all of that happened, and I started getting on my feet again, and I started seeing myself again, um, literally, that's when, that's when my husband came, and I started, um, 
I started transitioning into the career that I'm in now, which mm-hmm. is which is uh, police work. Mm-hmm. I'm a law enforcement officer, city Miami police department. This all is right. year number five for me. All right. <laughs> all of that happened, nearly all of that happened in 2014. Mm-hmm. But then I started saying, this is still not Ray Netta. Mm. You know? There's still more. This is not who I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And I started again searching mm-hmm. for, for who, I, who I was supposed to be. And me and my now husband, Michael Irish, we got married. 
Wow. So it's amazing how much stuff is happening to your body at that time, not knowing that these things are yeah. contributing. Wow. That, that is awesome. I, I could just continue to listen. I know we don't have a lot of time left on the show, but that is awesome. So how was that this journey? Was it an inspiration for this, the new book? Yes, ma'am. That, that was what caused, uh, caused the waiting movement. Mm-hmm. Because, as I said, in 2016, when we got married, we were trying to have children. It's been three years, mm-hmm. and we're still in we're still in the waiting room, but we're we're better than we were when we started. I am now 15, excuse me, 51 pounds lighter, mm-hmm. and um, my eating habits. I was able to change it and um, and and really see a difference. So I'm closer. Mm-hmm. So a lot of things that would have been offered, like you know, with uh, IBS and things like that. They don't feel that I really would need that route because I've made the changes. It's just when it's going to happen. It's all in God's timing. Yeah, yeah. So let me ask you, do you feel like the information, going now and researching and getting that information, you're now in a better place mentally? Um, you and your husband now can, your preparation for, for, for children, you know, it's different because of now all the information that you know. Do you feel like that's been key? Absolutely. Um, it really showed me uh, that you really have to experience something to, to really be able to help someone else. Mm-hmm. The, the, the research that I received was from women that go through it and that have also gone through this journey of, of trying with the doctors and birth control and realizing all this medication they're putting us on isn't helping, but the changing naturally through the foods and the activities and, and the things that we have in our environment. Mm-hmm. And I'm and thinking, because stress will really do it. Like, when they say stress is a science killer, mm-hmm. it, it, it really is. It's not just, you know, for those who don't have PICO. That's for anybody. Mm-hmm. And it's really, it, it's really, it has more of an impact for if, and, and fertility mm-hmm. for women if you have a higher stress level. Because right. it's a hormonal, it's a hormonal thing. So, um, having that support and seeing the testimonies of women mm-hmm. that were once in my shoes and now they have beautiful families and I mean like children, four or five kids. Yeah. But they also <laughs> have people because they learned how to manage it. Mm-hmm. That that it helped them. That helped me out. Right. And it, it also made me want to become the advocate that I am today for it to help other women that don't know and not too scared to, you know, go on these communities and share their stories and see other things. So that that was the main reason of writing this book. Mm-hmm. To make it, uh, to to make it feel as though if I relate, uh, it's relatable. Yes. If you're mm-hmm. never gonna go on these communities, and you're never gonna tell anybody, and I've had so many people come just for me sharing my story before the book even was published. I would I would share my story on like social media, mm-hmm. and then I'll have other people that I've known for years come and say, "Hey, I think I have what you what you're speaking about," mm-hmm. and and because you spoke about it, it made me want to go and ask. Wow. And it made me want, because if you don't ask them to test you a certain way, you'll never know. You'll never know, yeah. So how is your husband coping? Like, is he now at a place where, you know, you think he could speak to other husbands who might be in that place, who may be frustrated? What was the process for him, even though he's not on here with you, but based on just the little that you've experienced with him? Day one, mm-hmm. and being there 
And that's kind of why I was so embarrassed. And my husband was there, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, now I have to, I'm going to be the delay, because he's always going to be a dad. He's mm-hmm. going to be a great one, too. Mm-hmm. And um, he he's helped me with the, the eating. He's helped me with the, the psychological part. Mm-hmm. When I doubt myself, he's always been the one, like, babe, you, you got this. And you're gonna be you're gonna be this great person, and um, and he he's also even when it came to when I didn't think I could do the eating change, he mm-hmm. helped come with recipes that that would help me. Wow. He's always inventing something in the kitchen. Mm. <laughs> so even I was a big I was a big dessert person. He would make compliant desserts for me. Wow, that's and awesome. Compliant food. He's he's like my favorite team player. Like, he's my favorite teammate mm. um, in, in this. He prays with me. He encourages me. And even in this process, is you see, like, our, our house now, like, our apartment, mm-hmm. it's filled with baby things because of him. Wow. He's already bought bassinets. He's already bought cribs. He's already A man bought, of faith, uh, huh? <laughs> and bottles and, and things like that. Like, he, he lets me know, babe, this is going to happen. We're going to be parents. Yeah. You're going to have children. Wow, a man of faith, and, man. Yes, he's, he's such an amazing, he's been my rock through this whole yeah. process. And he's been the reason why I can share it. Hmm. Because I was so embarrassed and he showed me why not to be. Yeah, yeah, awesome. That is awesome, awesome. Hats off to you, uh, Mr. Irish. Hats off to you. <laughs> Man, this is this is just an awesome time. We could go on and on, but I just really appreciate you for coming on here and just sharing this um this story. You know, you're you're becoming and the the fact that you're still becoming um until we hear the little baby, we hear the good news. Um you're still becoming and even beyond that you're still gonna be becoming because there's so many that are gonna receive healing and deliverance through your testimony. And so let's just tell the audience the name of the book and where they can get the book. Yes, the name of the book is called The Waiting Womb, Untold Story of, Lord, what's the baby name? <laughs> I was going to say Renetta Irish. <laughs> mm-hmm. Untold Story of Rachel Payne. Mm-hmm. Her name is Rachel Payne, but it's based off of our story. Mm-hmm. And you can find it on Amazon. It's on Amazon. Praise God, this is the first book that it's the waiting womb guys the womb it's waiting it's ready (laughs) oh it's awesome it's getting ready to come bring forth (laughs) that is is awesome so now as far as you being a health explorer now an advocate and you know are you have you gone thought about doing health coaching and all that stuff being certified or how does that go are you i know you're already working with people um but what's your next step in that area? Absolutely going in that route. Um, as you said, health is help explore. And that's the that's the name God gave me. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, you know, physical trainer, everyone says that. But I want I want to help all around health. And a lot of times a lot of people it has to do with their eating, it has to do with their 
and mm-hmm. that it, it covers the whole general thing. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I'm getting my certification. Praise God! Okay. I'm returning back because I didn't say this, but in 2013, I also was studying to do my uh, certification in physical fitness. Nice. And that's when the PCOP started. Yeah. So it's actually a full circle for me. All right. All right. It is a full circle. So yes. that will be happening, and I will be become certified soon. We're already in that process. So mm-hmm. that's why we're just starting now. We have a, a community online that we're starting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Reclaiming My Spine. Wow. All right. And that's for, and that's for those who just want to, to get back in a healthier state. And we don't just worry about the physical, but we, we go in with the emotional. And, mm-hmm. the, and what do you think? It's psychological part. And, the, and then the eating. Like, what are you doing with that? And then the physical. So that's why we're called the Health Explorers because... We're not just with uh, working out, mm-hmm. but it's finding out the, the, the root of the, the problem. Root. Yes. And awesome. attacking the root. Yeah. Where has it started? Why are you emotionally eating? Why do you feel like you can't get up yeah. and, and do things for yourself? We're, we're finding those things out before we get up to the physical part. Wow. That is, that's awesome. That's awesome. I look forward to this time. I really do look forward to this time. But I really want you to um, just speak and encourage the audience. I know I we talked about, you know, I know what your push is now, even though we didn't ask you that question. But based on what you're saying now, you know, you could just see your push, your moments of push just coming forth. And just being unwavering in your faith because you have your husband, you're covering there with you, standing and encouraging you and pushing you. And now you are pushing forth to help others. I just want you to encourage someone because they're going to be women or or, or even men who might listen to this and they might, their wives or somebody they know might be going through something. So I want you to encourage the audience um, and the importance also of, of going out. And if you notice something different in your body, just go out to the doctor and just get a checkup. So encourage and just pray if the Lord's lead, however the Lord lead you. Google it or you're saying, hey, let me see what can help some natural way. 
we we have to return back to to holistic practices as well. Mm-hmm. We have to learn how to eat naturally. A lot of the problems happen because of what we're eating. Yeah. And you have to take accountability mm-hmm. for those things. Like I, I had to give up a lot of the fast food restaurants and it caused me to have to cook more. But however, I feel better. You have to invest time and you don't just go for the quick fix. Because the quick fix uh, are the, the, the culprits of the problem. Mm-hmm. So you have to take responsibility for that. But have faith and know that you can do it. Take it one day at a time. Don't jump off the ship saying, I'm just going to do it because I heard Raynetta Iris uh, did it. It took time. <laughs> and I'm one that was not good with patience. And I, I, I like everything fast, but God is teaching me that it all happens in his timing. Mm-hmm. So I can't force something to happen. I just have to accept the timing and I have to accept the journey. And and pay and be present. Understand that there's a lesson in every every part of your journey. Mm-hmm. I've become stronger because I'm realizing in the hard times is when he's really preparing me to be who I'm supposed to be. And I embrace the hard times now. Mm-hmm. So don't try to avoid it. Embrace it. And know that you can do it. There's nothing that, that's so impossible. You can do it if you, if you put your mind to it. And you give yourself time and you give yourself pace. Uh, if you're uh, compassionate to yourself, you have to love yourself and be compassionate. So yeah, that's that's pretty much that's the formula right there. Figure mm-hmm. out your formula, what works for you, what you have to add, what you have to subtract, what you have to divide, what you have to do. We have this thing that we say in reclaiming my mind. You have to decide, you have to commit, and then that's when you will succeed. So once you decide something, commit to it, and then you'll see that you become very successful. Wow! Awesome! 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 Oh my God! All right, thank you so much, so much, so much, Renetta, for being here, for just encouraging us, for shining light in this area that I didn't know that much about. And, you know, just being thankful that you have a testimony and that you have, you're, you have overcome. You're, you're an overcomer. And so I just oh, thank you. God. I thank you again for being here. If, um, if the audience wanted to connect with you, um, how give us your information? Um, so I'm can... on social media. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of people find me through there, like uh, on on Facebook. Uh, if you look up my name, right that it has my whole government. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why I put my whole government, but I guess that was just me at the moment. Right, it's right, Netta Deshaun Iris. Mm-hmm. And you will see a picture of me and my husband. <laughs> <laughs> you will see you will see me me and Michael. And also on uh, Instagram, um, it's, it's the Love Nerd. Mm. <laughs> That's what they used to call us when we started. So it's uh, Love Nerd, you heard. Mm. And then also you'll see the same picture of, of myself and, uh, and of Michael. Uh-huh. And if you if you want to send us a, a, an email, that's also another way of getting in contact with me. I'll spell it out for you. It's Perfect Fix, and that is P-A-I-R-F-E-C-T-F-I-T at gmail.com. And you can give me a, a, a actual email, and I, and I answer right back to you, and we can connect in that way. Mm-hmm. So you heard it, guys. Perfect. So when I first saw it, I was like, okay, was this an error, pair fit, fit? But if you think of perfect, they're pair fit, fit. So 
when you go on the, the sites, you'll see and you'll be able to get it. All right. So thank you again, Renetta, for just well, blessing you. us here on the Push Talk Show. It was a pleasure. It was an honor. And I can't wait to see um, the fruit of your labor. And I can't wait to see the little one come forth and for yet another testimony. <laughs> So God, Amen. God bless you, and I wish you and Michael all the best, and continue to do the great work that you're doing, and continue to avail yourself to be used by the Lord. Um, blessings to you. All right. Blessings to you, and thank you so much for having me. It was my pleasure and my honor. Yes, you're welcome. Blessings. <laughs> bye bye. Yes, everyone. So that was Renetta Irish. Please go on out and support her. I thank you all again for tuning in to this special episode of the... All my episodes, as I always say, special. But, you know, today we learned a little bit more about health and about the things that are holding us back and, and the importance of going and just getting checked out. You know, so for those of you who are struggling to have children with infertility, you know, I hope you guys um, receive this and, and hear her testimony and still her just unwavering faith of still continuing on in this journey. All right, so I just want to thank you all for tuning in again for yet another episode of the Push Talk Show with your host, Patrice, your PR networker, and your push coach. Keep on pushing, keep on going, keep on keeping on, and, and knowing that you are here for a purpose, continue to be unwavering in your faith, knowing that the supernatural hand of God is just there, ready to move on your behalf, and continue to stay filled with humility. All right? I love you guys. And I can't wait to hear your becoming story here on the Push Talk Show. All right. Blessings.